This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. There's some laughs coming your way on AMI in the next week or so. The all-access comedy special is hitting the airwaves next Friday, February the 9th at 9 p.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv and will eventually be up for stream at amiplus.ca. Got to play a little clip for you here of uh, the host of the all-access comedy show, a clip from the special hosted by DJ Demers. In the clip, DJ is sharing some of his personal challenges with self-identification. He's wearing a suit on stage in front of a live audience, and at the bottom right corner of the screen, there's an American Sign Language interpreter. Let's roll the clip. It's great to be here. I, I wear hearing aid myself. That's my disability. I am deaf, well, hard of hearing. I've had full-on deaf people get mad at me for calling myself deaf. They've come up to me after shows. When I've called myself deaf, they come up after. They're like, you're not. Oh, looks like. Okay, I don't want no trouble here, you know. I'm just a couple dead batteries away from being on your team, you know what I mean? We gotta... <laughs> I do love performing on an accessible show like this because it's so great, not just from the accessibility perspective, but it's so good for your ego as a comedian because what happens is I tell my joke and then the laughter comes in from the hearing people and then a moment later, everyone who's reading the uh, real-time captioning, they laugh. And then a second after that, the deaf people laugh from the interpretation, so I get three waves of laughter <laughs> off the same joke. It's tremendous. <laughs> Greg David can offer a little bit of perspective on the special that's coming your way next Friday. Greg is a communication specialist with AMI's marketing and communications department. Hey, good morning, Greg. Good morning. You know, I think this is the third or fourth time that I've actually heard or watched a clip from All Access Comedy, and it DJ just kicks off the evening with jokes like that, and the rest of the special is just as good. Yeah, DJ is tremendous at what he does. The fact is, uh, whenever he comes through Toronto, the, sh the shows are pretty much sold out, every like, through the roof. So, yeah, DJ is having a lot of success, and it's great to have him there. Greg, you and I talked about the All Access Comedy Special before it was taping. We talked about it after it was taped, and now it's finally hitting the airwaves. <laughs> yeah. what's, what's the level of excitement here about a week out from it making its debut? Oh, there's a lot of excitement. I mean, this is unlike anything that we've ever done before. There's never been a stand-up special that is specifically, you know, starring members of the disability community coming out and telling jokes. Uh, so this is uh, this is the, the reason we're talking about it so much is because we're so proud of it. We love the way that it's turned out. We want to do more, and we want to get as many eyeballs to check it out as possible, and and also, you know, listen in as well because it's fully it's it's fully accessible. Forgive me for repeating myself here, because I've said this a couple times on air this week, and I've said this a couple times talking about the all-access comedy special. It's really cool to platform disability culture, right? There's a lot mm -hmm. of conversations that we have about the importance of platforming disability culture and disability entertainment, but this is a wonderful example of actually putting comedians with disabilities on stage and letting them show their work rather than talk about their work. 
Yeah, I, you know, there's there are five uh, stand-up comedians. DJ is just one of them. All members of the disability community, like we said, and yeah, they have stories to tell, just like every other stand-up comedian. I mean, you, you, stand-up comedians traditionally, you think of Jerry Seinfeld coming out and talking about observations on his life, talking about relationships and love. It's the same thing with all these, uh, all the folks that are taking part in all access comedy. But of course, they've also got the jokes and stories that they can tell about being members of the disability community and 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 having laughs with regard to that too so yeah it's it's just great to get that kind of uh you know that kind of storytelling out of uh, you know a little different storytelling uh up on the stand-up stage greg uh, who are some of the folks I, I i used to have the list in front of me but it dissipated yeah. who are some of the folks uh, to put on the radar here ahead of the debut next friday Man, that's my job. My job is to have the press release <laughs> open on my laptop so that I can tell you. So, so in addition to DJ Demers, uh, who who is the he's he's the host of the show, so he comes out and talks about the evening, and then he closes the night as well. Courtney Gilmore is part of of the lineup, as is uh, Tanya Lee Davis, Aaron Belial, and Ryan Lachance. So very, uh, you know, very very funny comedians, and all Canadian Canadian comedians as well. Yeah, top tier. All Access Comedy debuts next Friday, February the 9th, 9 p.m. Eastern Time on AMI-tv and available to stream at amiplus.ca. Hey, Greg, let's uh, talk a little bit about the broader world of TV here. Rolling Stone magazine put out an article recently about a 2004 episode of Degrassi, The Next Generation. The episode dealt with teen pregnancy and abortion. It was so controversial, it actually wasn't broadcast until 2006, in the United States, and of course, yeah. the history of TV has a litany of controversies attached to it. Uh, I made a joke about Nipplegates during the commercial break to you yeah. during the Super Bowl halftime show when Justin Timberlake uh, ripped off part of Janet Jackson's clothes, exposing her, and that set off a storm for about uh, 10 days to two weeks. But I wonder, Greg, morals and mores and ethics have shifted a little bit in the world of TV. What's actually taboo on TV anymore? Well, I, I think Nipplegate would still be taboo. You know, I was trying to think of things, but I think that that's a great example. In some cases, some some could say that it killed Janet Jackson's career for a little while. Um, but, you know, I think something happening on live television is probably the most taboo thing that would happen uh, with all of the streaming services that are out there now and the storytelling, the tales that, that they're telling in episodes and from season to season. I don't really think that there's anything really taboo. Um, you know, if you're watching a, a true crime drama, usually something is edited so some of the the more horrific details aren't shown on screen or necessarily spoken about if you're watching a scripted tv drama you know uh, the death of a child is 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 never you know is never shown so maybe that's the answer um you know the killing of of, of kids is is probably and it's mm. weird for me to be talking about that but that seems to be the most taboo subject that that still isn't necessarily shown or uh, you know on television or or discussed either so, Greg, are you saying that if I were to take my shirt off right now and go for sort of the suit blazer with no with no suit look underneath it, my nipples might get us in some trouble? I think that they probably would. There would probably have to be an apology that you'd certainly have to make, and and maybe maybe anybody involved with the show might have to make. Let's let's not test those waters, okay? Let's 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 keep it PG for the rest of the show. You, you know, it wouldn't be the first time that my nipples have appeared on oh, AMI television because we did okay. we did a special up from CNIB's Lake Joe a couple of years ago where they had me take my shirt off and jump into the lake, and uh, apparently uh, my my camera guy Darcy to Tony said my white chest hair ruined the entire white balance. <laughs> on his camera 
Well, see, I guess it's all about context, right? If it's within an episode of a show, um, but I don't know. You know, maybe let's try it. If you want to like shake things up, let's 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 try it right now and see what happens. <laughs> you, you know what I call the uh, the shirtless with suit blazer look? I call that the world wrestling entertainment look. I call that <laughs> yeah. the professional wrestler look, where it's like, yes, I will wear this nice suit jacket to show my authority, corporate nature, but I will also not be wearing a shirt. I like it because if you had the pastel T-shirt underneath, it would be the Don Johnson Miami Vice look. So I like that you, by deleting one piece of it, it's become a whole other genre of, 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 of wardrobe. I love it. Hey, Greg, this Rolling Stone article is something that jumped out to you, and that's why you wanted yeah. to sort of talk about this episode and talk about the article. What was your takeaway from this Rolling Stone magazine article? Uh, you know, it's always that Canadians seem a lot cooler than than the U.S. I mean, the fact that it was banned for two years just because of the controversy. And obviously, you know, you only have to look at the news to see how controversial abortion still is down in the U.S. So that was kind of my biggest takeaway. And it also caused me to look back at some episodes of other shows. And, you know, there are controversial episodes of Seinfeld and, and South Park, obviously, and even the X-Files. There was an episode of that show that never aired in syndication mm, again mm. because of the content. So, yeah, my biggest takeaway was like wow that here in canada even though you know we're not a perfect country we do you know accept storylines and 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 genres and and other lifestyles as opposed to some other countries greg only about 45 seconds here but you heard the conversation in the last segment all about uh, foods that should be left alone sacred what kind of food do you think should be left alone uh, I think the the humble hamburger or cheeseburger. I think that you know you can go to a lot of restaurants that have like thirty different burgers on the menu. But I think that you know if you've got a good decent meat patty, you shouldn't have to hide that under you know aiolis and and you know uh, you know barbecue bacon, like smoked bacon bacon like bacon jam. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, for me, it's just all about the meat. It's a, a few, um, a few, you know, meager toppings like a mustard, a relish, maybe a pickle, hot pepper, lettuce, and tomato. But yeah, I go kind of bare bones and don't like to mix, mix, uh, mix a lot in there. So I think that's the one for me. Greg, you're a man after my own heart. Have a lovely weekend. <laughs> Talk to you in a couple weeks. Sounds great. Thanks, Dave. That's Greg David, communications specialist for AMI, based out of beautiful Chelsea, Quebec, where they know how to handle poutine. That's all the time there is for the show today. That's all the time there is for the show this week. Until Monday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern time, I'm Dave Brown, reminding you to play safe, play fair, but don't forget to have some fun like we do at the end of the week. We say thank you to the people who work their tails off behind the scenes to get this show to air every day. So say it with me. Roll. Those credits, gang. Host, Dave Brown. Co-host producer, Alex Smythe. Sports reporter, Brock Richardson. Entertainment reporter, Laura Bain. Contributors, Ramia Mutin, Nisreen Abdel-Majid. Senior show producer, Andrika Delanero. Visual producer, Bruce Baclarian. Producers, Paul Daniel, Marianne Dion jones Bob Pagrak. Production assistant, Inksley Juco. DB producer, Mark Phoenix. Director, Anastasia Spalding-Stenhouse. Control room operators, Daniel Panamondo, Eliza Rocco, Parker Oxtoby, Caitlin Robinson. Operations coordinator, Jordan Mulgrave. Manager of operations, Kyle Harper. Manager of live productions, Paula Deneen. Director of content development, Kara Nye. Vice president of programming, John Melville. President and CEO, David Arrington. Give us your feedback. 1-866-509-4545. Copyright 2024. Accessible Media Inc. An AMI original production. Hey. 
Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Hi, I'm Red Sale, inviting you to download the latest episode of My Life in Books, where internationally acclaimed authors discuss their lives, their work, and three books that have resonated with them. That's My Life in Books, available wherever you get your AMI podcasts.